Yo, shalom, shalom, family. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good day. Good day. Welcome back to another episode of the Daily Bread Podcast, where we read the word of Yahuwah daily. Yes, yes, yes. And we are your host, Daily Bread Podcast is presented to you by Living for Yahuwah Ministries. We're your host, I'm Daliyahu, here alongside my wife. And today we're here to read another chapter. We on Exodus or Shemut chapter 14. In chapter, that, 14. chapter 14. So we about to read another chapter. But before we get into the reading, we gotta pray to Allahim, make supplication, so we could just clear our hearts, clear our minds, get us ready to receive the word. But before that, before we pray. We want to give you guys just a short recap in case you haven't been following along. In case this is your first episode, you haven't read the book of Genesis or up until this point in the book of Exodus. What you should know is the Most High created man and he is looking, actively looking for righteous people on the earth. Um, Everybody should be doing what they're supposed to do, but some more than others, you know. So the point is, Most High found righteous men on the earth people like Noah who he saved through the flood and then that same lineage of Noah we had Abraham who came a couple little bit later after him and uh, he was again was a righteous man in the earth and Yahuwah found him visited him rewarded him and also made a covenant with him to give his seed his his descendants the land that they are traveling in and um, we still a part of that covenant. That covenant is still going on today. And uh, his family has been still traveling. They was in the land, but some different circumstances like famine, um, different instances. Again, family feuds have caused them to go out the land. So the point is, Abraham's children went down to Egypt because of a famine. They ended up staying in Egypt through a turn of events. And uh, now Pharaoh arrives that didn't know them, didn't know the history, and basically is oppressing the Hebrew people, the children of Abraham, these righteous people who Yahuwah made a covenant with, they being oppressed and uh, in the land of slavery and bondage. And uh, <clears throat> it's like they just walked into it. But again, all these things happen as a part of Yahuwah's plan. So again, after around 400 years, couple something like that, slavery, captivity, they crying out to the Elohim. He sent Moses to tell Pharaoh to let our people go. And of course, Pharaoh wasn't trying to do that. Pharaoh's heart has been hardened. Yahuwah been bringing plagues. And, uh... You know, he like, y'all the best thing ever happened to me. I can't let you go. Yeah, Pharaoh, he's not with it. And uh, But Yahuwah has been, again, mightily declaring his name and his presence in the earth by the plagues he put on Egypt. And... We have read the 10 plagues already. It has happened. And uh, the last plague happened. All the firstborn of Egyptians died from the king to the person in the dungeon. Everybody lost the firstborn of man, firstborn child, and even of the cattle, the flocks, firstborn died. So great death and destruction has occurred in Egypt. And we are on the move. We're on the way out of Egypt. And uh, it's the parallel to what we're at right now, family. We're coming up out of bondage. To seek Yahuwah face, to serve him, to guard his commandments. That what was happening five thousand, six thousand years ago. Like it's too mm-hmm. long. Like at least, at least six thousand years ago. At least mm-hmm. good five thousand years ago. It's the same thing. We back on it. So um, 
It's the movement of Yahuwah's people that's going on. So now we're in chapter 14. Let's continue to follow the developments and see if we can uh, receive some revelation, you see? So chapter 14. Oh, let's pray. So that's the recap. Mm -hmm, now let's pray. Mm -hmm. And then we can get into the reading. Hallelujah. Yeah. All right. So if you can, spread your, your hands. Spread your palm. Open your palm. Spread them out. Stand up, face the direction of Jerusalem, the place where the temple once stood. And let's pray. Baruch Atah Yahuwah, Alahinu, Hamalah Ulam. Our Father who is in the heavens, permit your name to be set apart. Permit your reign or your desire, your kingdom. Permit your kingdom to come. And permit your desire to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yahuwah, we come before you this day. Praying, supplicating, asking that you give us this day our daily bread. Continue to sustain us, you because you are our shepherd. We also pray and ask that you forgive us. <clears throat> forgive us for our sins and transgressions and iniquity against your Torah and your commands. Forgive us also for the iniquities of our current family and forefathers. As we forgive our dead lords and we forgive those who trespass against us. And we forgive each other. And we forgive ourselves. So we want you to forgive us as Hallelujah. we forgive others, Yahuwah. And most importantly, we pray and make supplication and ask that you allow us not to be led into trial. Hallelujah. Or bondage. Or tribulation, Yahuwah. We pray that you allow us not to be led into tribulation, but save us and deliver us from the wicked one. For you, Yahuwah, for yours, Yahuwah, is the rain. Or the kingdom, the power, the esteem, now and forever. And uh, these things and more, much more, we pray in the name of our Mashiach and Sovereign, Yahushua. Allah Yahuwah. Allah Yahuwah. To Allah Yahuwah. To Allah Yahuwah. Yahuwah. Amen. Amen. So yeah, man. Hallelujah. Praise Yahuwah. Praise His name. Don't forget, family. Baruch Abba. Basham Yahuwah. Blesses he or she. That's coming in the name of Yahuwah. God know the name of Yahuwah. We living for Yahuwah. So all praise be to Yahuwah, you know. So, hallelujah. So with that said and done, let's continue our reading. Again, we're on Exodus or Shemuk, chapter 14, verse 1. Then Yahuwah said to Moses, Tell the people of Yasharal to turn back and encamp in front of Pihirot. Between Mikdol and the sea, in front of Baal Zafun, you will encamp facing it by the sea. Mm. And Pharaoh will say of the people of Yashra, they are wandering in the land. The wilderness has shut them in. And I will hearten Pharaoh's heart, and he will pursue them. And I will get esteem over Pharaoh and all his hosts. And the Egyptians will know that I am Yahuwah. And they did so. And this, this very verse, first four verses... It remind me of the very um, documentary where I was watching about this, this Red Sea crossing and where it actually took place. And this is kind of how I know we, we that's the documentary where it was talking about um, Jabal Allah's, the, mm -hmm. the, the real mountain mm -hmm. of Allahim, the mm -hmm. one that was it's protected by like the Saudi government. They don't, it's in uh, Arabia, Saudi Arabia, yeah. but they called it Midian. Mm -hmm. But they found that mountain. But in the story where the narrator was telling about the actual Red Sea crossing versus the one that the place where the Vatican say that 
the Red Sea crossing happening. It's a different location. Mm. But the real location, these people were totally guided by scripture. And they went over these first these couple of these verses, especially like two and three, where mm. it was saying well he they camped in front of P how he wrote and McDonald and, and, and the point is they were showing exact place where that sat in Egypt mm -hmm. and how you could understand how Pharaoh said they, they got caught up in the wilderness because they went the wrong it's not the wrong way but it's not the usual way where all the foot traffic went where people went up into Israel and like that's what Yahuwah was saying I could have led y'all by the way of the Philistines like it's the, the way you know it's a it's a bend or a coastline mm -hmm. from that connects Egypt the Sinai Peninsula, and then what goes up into Philistine, Philistine, Canaan. It's you could go along the coastline. It's the shorter route, mm -hmm. but they went like the last chapter. Yahuwah said the longer route, by the way of the wilderness. Mm -hmm. So by Yahuwah taking them that way, that was the unconventional route. That was the the route less traveled. Obviously, mm -hmm. he said I'm taking them by the way of the wilderness, so they they don't see war and fighting, and turn back to Egypt. The point is. When you look at these things geographically on the map, like these people show, it makes so much sense. Because, again, that was the way less travel. So Pharaoh, like, hey, they, they don't know which way they're going. They, they caught up in the wilderness. Because it's a peninsula, and it wasn't an easy way to cross right there. It wasn't the way people had crossed all the time. So it's very interesting because the scripture go out of its way to explain these details to us. And then I think, you know, people still don't understand, again, these, where this place at. What actually took place, how Pharaoh was thinking is because, but these, in that certain documentary I saw it all kind of mapped out, it made so much sense. The actual sight crossing, uh, how Pharaoh thought they were entangled. But again, Yahuwah is going his way to say, I'm doing this to make him think we don't know, you know, obviously we, we trapped in the wilderness mm -hmm. because we went uh, down into the peninsula. They went down into the peninsula and not. Crossing, like going along the coastline to get up into the land of Israel. So very interesting how through the word of Yahuwah, he's saying he doing it for a purpose. So Pharaoh can't chase us. Mm -hmm. So it's just interesting how it all playing out because even this part was calculated mm -hmm. because he dropped ten plagues already, destroyed the whole land of Egypt, the cattle, the the greenery, the the, the water, everything, killed the livestock. But Pharaoh still left alive and with his heart heart. And we already escaped, but now we go on a two, three day journey in the wilderness, or not even, you know, it's like a day pass, two days pass. We're in a different location from Goshen. But we're still in the land of Egypt. We're still in their boundary, even though it's like a wilderness. It's mm -hmm. uninhabited. And Pharaoh, you know, look at him. I, I, know the lay of the, I know the layout of the land. They don't. So they trapped in the wilderness. But these are my slaves. Like they still, you know, like a slave running away from your house, but you're still on my property. You know what I'm saying? You still ain't get outside the gate. Right, right, right. So it's like, bro, like, well, I'm finna come beat them up. You know what I'm saying? I'm finna show them what they did wrong. So it's interesting turn of events that's even happening and how Yahuwah is uh, intentionally taking us this way that seemed like we locked in. And if you see the way, you see the map, they do like they trapped. Mm -hmm. They trapped literally because it wasn't the way to cross. It was, they had the water, but it, it's water. There's no bridge there. Mm -hmm. So this whole thing is just very interesting and again it's really emphasizing the miracle of the Red Sea crossing because it wasn't like again it was no bridge. It wasn't like it was just like they're just finna cross this bridge. Right. So he had to make a way out of no way, like literally. Literally. If it ever you ever talk about that making a way out of no way, you gotta use like Red Sea Crossing as an example because it was no way. Right. It was no way. And it was again my point is I'm appreciative of the people that actually Followed the scriptures and did a correct um, 
I can say recreation or just get the topography and the geography of it and got it correct and was able to share that because again so many people confused about this topic there's so many it's so much confusing concerning the topic about where is Egypt and where is the land of Israel like and they just yo. prove that everything is true like they literally use the scripture exactly that's the and say, they say turn right they right. say go that way they right. say go that way exactly and I came this way this is what I found I always salute that and I always like just moved by that people like I used the scriptures as a map, and it led me to something that was in the scripture. Like, yeah, of course, yeah. because it's true. All right. And people trying to tell you, like, oh, no, nah, it's not. It ain't happening like allegory, that. Yeah, oh, it's allegory. It's metaphor. Oh, man. It's old. They, the, the white man put it there. They lied to us. The map upside down. It ain't really what it says at. Like, oh, man. How they much? stole the artifacts and put them over there. So They cool. dug up everything, flew them to another place. And rebury them again. <laughs> you gotta love that one. Like that's the, that's the one right there. Like really? Ooh, these people smart. What? Cause they knew that a hundred years later you was gonna go digging over there. Right. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. But uh, again, this Red Sea crossing. Honestly, family, this is something. Me, us being in Africa right now, it's um, we just trying to serve and do our part. And uh, a part of that is repatriation services, helping people. Find get the immigration status um, in Africa, repatriation services again, residency services, tours, taking taking people around the land because we're here already. But again, the the goal of Newspaper Ball and the tour company that I'm operating is not only just to take you through Africa, Serengeti, see like the things that Yahuwah has created and that they're, they're here unadulterated, but also eventually, this is we want to add this as a part of. The tour package going to the Red Sea, going because that's, that's still Africa, still Egypt, even Yasharal is still Africa. But the point is, this is a tour to be seen, you know, even going to the land of the land of Yasharal, this Red Sea crossing, places in Arabia that our forefathers have actually traveled. Like, this stuff is all part of my inspiration to do tours, you know, because this is <clears throat> what it's about. This is truly what it's about being able to not only go see it for ourselves, but to take other people. And uh, I know, again, for for example, in the land of Yashara, we have brothers there who, when we go, take us around the city and stuff like that. We can see all the stuff like that. So, it's just important to verify for ourselves. That's why we're reading for ourselves. That's why we uh, provide commentary um, on the scriptures and stuff like that. We're just trying to help. But in all things, we have to study to, see, to show ourselves approved. And that's what we learn from the scriptures. So, we got to continue uh, implementing these things and just being practical about the nature. But my point is, this Red Sea crossing was no doubt one of the greatest miracles you have ever done. Like, I mean, he made man. That was great. He he brought us out of slave ten plagues. Brought us out. He did a lot. But this Red Sea crossing, geographically and stuff, you know, it's something definitely not to sleep on and something to understand thoroughly because it's a lot of confusion concerning the topic these days. So I just wanted to point this out. This is always a point of uh, reference. Exodus 14, these first three couple verses of understanding where they were in the Sinai Peninsula. Where did they cross? Because he told he named like three cities. I'm gonna read verse two again. Tell the people of Yahshua to turn back and encamp in front of Piha. He wrote. They, they talked about where that place at. It's a pillar there in the sand, mm -hmm. and between Migdal and the sea in front of all the phone so all these places very relevant so i just want to point that out when we naming these cities and places when people talking about we don't know where israel at but we know where egypt at you know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like this is amazing so and, and then that's another thing when they go <laughs> to point out oh so israel over here 
Jerusalem over here. Okay, so where is Hahiru? Where is Ba'atifun? You know what I'm saying? Like, and I keep saying that. Like, when you mapping out all this stuff, they got all this other stuff that just, it ain't around that. It ain't there. No, of course. I mean, this the point. That's what I'm alluding to. The fact that the confusion around geographical locations, but the scripture is constantly giving us boundaries and um, not just boundaries, but natural um what they call landmarks it's not it's not from this river to that river you know ain't nobody moved the river like the river <laughs> the Nile river still there the euphrates is still there we know where babylon was at because it was on the it was on the coast of the euphrates river it was between the tigris and the euphrates nobody could change that what babylon is at what egypt is at you know like right. this it's amazing to hear the confused i'm sorry family i, I digress but i just want to point this out as far as the context goes, this is relevant contextually reading about the Red Sea crossing, these places and locations. Okay, family? I just want to give you guys some context. It's mm -hmm. important. So, <clears throat> verse 4. And this this, this, this who is pointing. This, again, to you who is esteemed. This is his point. I will hearten Pharaoh's heart and he will pursue them. And I will get the, This is the point. I'm. It was all you who was playing. So, it's like, this is so genius. Mm -hmm. So genius. You can't leave this out. Cause he left Pharaoh alive and just took the people with like, nah, Pharaoh, we're going to draw you out until your demise as well. So it's very interesting. You who didn't leave him unpunished. That's the point. I will hearten Pharaoh's heart and he will pursue them. And I will get the esteem over Pharaoh and his host, technically his army, you know? So this is one army literally against another. This is warfare. And this is what they call strategic warfare, psyop, whatever you want to call it. You know, this is stuff like, Places like America good at, you know, um, every, all war is not just a battle of like a sword fight, you know, it's, um, some, I forgot what they call it, um, it's a psyop, but basically what they call it, psyop mean, uh, it's like mental warfare, it's like uh, intelligence war, mm -hmm. uh, it's certain parts of warfare that's just not all about fighting, so he made Pharaoh think he was trapped, so Pharaoh said, I'm gonna come, <laughs> he drew, he literally drew him out, mm -hmm. and, uh, and his army, and, uh, he never returned, so that's the point. Like as Yahuwah would say, I will get the esteem over Pharaoh and all his hosts, and the Egyptians will know that I am Yahuwah. So, mm. And they did so. So very interesting. Verse 5. When the sovereign of Montserrat was told that the people had fled, the mind of Pharaoh and his servants was changed toward the people. And they said, what is this we have done that we have let Yasharal go from serving us? You mm -hmm. were forced to. He just dropped 10 plagues on y'all. That's right. why you let him go. But soon they leave, like, why do we do that? What am I doing? Right, right, right. Very interesting. Because Yahuwah put a delusion on him bad. Yeah. Verse 6. So he made ready his chariot and took his army with him. Mm -mm. What, what was left of his army? Very interesting. Verse 7. And took 600 chosen chariots and all the other chariots of Egypt with officers over all of them. And Yahuwah heartened the heart of Pharaoh, sovereign of Matsurim, and he pursued the people of Yasharal while the people of Yasharal were going out defiantly. Huh. The Egyptians pursued them, all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and his horsemen and his army, and overtook them and camped at the sea by Pihahiro in the front of Baal Zephun. When Pharaoh drew near, the people of Yasharal lifted up their eyes and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them, and they feared greatly. I bet, I bet, though. I bet, you know, this is 
interesting because this show you who will put you between a rock and a hard place. Even though he with you, they don't make you not finna go through nothing. Right. That's crazy. A rock and a hard place. Really? All you got is you and your enemies is about to overtake you. Yep, yep. So, uh, it's, it's, it actually happened, family. Verse 10, when Pharaoh drew near, the people lifted their eyes. Behold, the Egyptians were marching after them and they feared greatly. And the people of Yasharal cried out to you. <clears throat> Verse 11, they said to Moses, is it because there were no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? What have you done to us in bringing us out of Mazarin? Interesting. This is the life of a leader, family. This is the life. Is not this what we said to you in Mazarin? <clears throat> Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians or the Mazarin. For it would have been better for us to serve the Mazarin than to die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, Fear not, stand firm, see the salvation of Yahuwah. I know that's right. Fear not, stand firm, see the salvation of Yahuwah, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you will never see never again. Never see again. That's an amazing statement, right? Never, never. He bought them. Never, never, never. Bought them into your face. Like, you could have just ran away in the night of the Passock. But it's like, nah, I want you to see him again because you're going to never see these people again. Never. And they ain't going to never see you again. Watch me smack him right in front of your face. Verse 14. Yahuwah will fight for you and you have only to be silent. This verse 14 is very important. Right. Message. And he said, verse, I'm going to read the KJV version. It said, Yahuwah will fight for you and you will hold your peace. Message. And I know I learned that in, in reality. You got an enemy in your face. And you will say, you you want to fight. I'm going to let you fight. You're going to lose. You be quiet. Let me fight. And we're going to win. Yeah. So interesting. Say, be quiet. Verse 15. Yahuwah said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Yashara to go forward. Lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. Mm. That the people of Yashraal may go through the sea on dry ground. Hallelujah. And I will hearten the hearts of the Mazarim so that they go in after them. <laughs> Keep hearting your heart and do some stupid stuff. And I will get esteem over Pharaoh and all his hosts, his chariots and his horsemen. And for me, it's just amazing how Yahuwah continue to use natural disasters to destroy people. And that's amazing because when you think you say Yahuwah going to destroy you, it's like... Like he did in one point, he made the hand appear out the sky for, let's say, for Belshazzar. He made a hand appear right somewhere on the wall. Or somebody else, he made a hand appear. And never could, somebody else, a hand appeared in the sky like out of the swarm of the flock. Oh, no, that was Aliyahu. A hand appeared in the sky and the rain came or something like that. It was a hand in the cloud. A hand, it formed a fist or something. Sometimes we literally expect to see the hand of Yahuwah come do something. And it's like, we expect to see him operate a certain way. But... He always do it through natural disasters. And like, I could make fire fall out of the sky and fall on his head, but it's like, I want to just let him get caught up in this ocean and just let the waves just, you know, just let it come over him. And it's like, you know, it's like, you can't argue with it, but it's so unconventional. Mm. You die where you who are, where you never die, like you never seen nobody die. And it's, 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 even we can allude to even Yasharal when they rebelled in the wilderness. Who, who those that rebuilding? Who say I ain't chose Moses? Who say why you the leader? All right, y'all come gather yourself. Right here. Get right here. Stand right here in front of your camp. He made the earth swallow them people up. Mm. 
And it's like, wow, that's a crazy. And watch who you put your mouth on. That's a crazy way to go. It's like, it's a natural disaster. Just the earth just popping. Swallowing people up and clothes over them. Like, that is, you know what I mean? It's just mm -hmm. so uncanny, though. It's mm -hmm. just always, you never get used to hearing that or reading about it even. Because it's so unconventional how he destroyed people. Yeah. So unconventional. Right. You and, gotta understand who you are. Nothing. Dust. Right. Dirt. Right. Dirt. Right. He just disposed of it like a like a dustbin and just make the earth open up and just swap like literally. And I think people we expect that to die like humans. That's what they say. Isn't enough graves in Egypt? We could die like everybody else died. Like Moses killed the man. We died. He put him in a grave. Like he just you sometimes you rather die by man than die by who is like cause the who destruction is just so terrible. Yes, Yahuwah definitely amazes us every time. Uh, you want to add something? Yeah, um, so legend has it in Ghana at this point when, when the army is is, um, is pursuing the, uh, the Israelites that some of the soldiers, they, they see what's going on and they turn around. They uh, either, they didn't get caught up in the sea. I'm not sure at what point did they turn around after the sea didn't closed in or if once they see the sea was standing up and they say, oh no, that ain't it. And they turn around, but when they turn around, they don't go back to Egypt because they know they're not allowed to uh, go back without the rest of the army. So they just keep going and land and, uh, and settle in Ghana. That's it. Okay, for sure. Um, verse 17, I'm going to read it again. <clears throat> and I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them. And I will give the steam over Pharaoh and all his hosts and his chariots and his horsemen. Verse 18. And the Egyptians will know that I am Yahuwah when I have gotten the steam over Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. Then the Malak of Allahim, who was going before the host of Yahshua, moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud moved from before them and stood behind them, coming between the host of Maserim and the host of Yasharal. And there was the cloud of, there was the cloud and the darkness. And it lit up the night without one, it lit up the night without one coming near the other all night. Interesting. And it's, it tell you exactly what happened. Exactly like, and the night passed without one coming near the other all night. So the Malak of Allahim, whoever that is, this pillar, who was there actually bringing us out did exactly what he had to do and went between both armies he was the leader of the army of Yasharal just like a shepherd gonna get behind his people and make sure that the imminent threat never got close so very important detail verse 21 then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and Yahuwah drove the sea back by a strong east wind all night and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. Verse 22. And the people of Yahshua went into the midst of the sea on dry ground, the waters being a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. The Egyptians pursued and went in after them into the midst of the sea, all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. And in the morning watch, Yahuwah in the pillar of fire, and of cloud looked down on the Egyptian forces and threw the Egyptian forces into a panic, clogging their chariot wheels so that they drove heavily. 
And the Egyptians said, Let us flee from before Yasharal. For Yahuwah fights for them against the Egyptians of the Monserim. Verse 26. Then Yahuwah said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea, that the water may come back upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots, and upon their horsemen. Verse 27. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to its normal course when the morning appeared. And as the Egyptians fled into it, Yahuwah threw the Egyptians into the midst of the sea. The waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen of all the hosts of Pharaoh that had followed them into the sea. Not one of them remained. But the people of Yasharal walked on dry ground through the sea, the waters being a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. Thus Yahuwah saved Yasharal that day from the hand of the Masurim. And Yasharal saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Wow. Yasharal saw the great power that Yahuwah used against the Masurim. So the people feared Yahuwah. And they believed in Yahuwah and in Moses, his servant. And in his servant Moses. And he said not one was left. So I guess the legend ain't true. Maybe it turned back before. Who knows? But mm -hmm. Not one of them was left who came to that seashore. So it's very interesting, man. That this now the story changed. The update gonna be different. Our people have officially left Egypt. Pharaoh is dead, y'all. Pharaoh is dead, and uh, Yahuwah is the one that did it. And uh, it's amazing to read the story. The witches dead. The witches dead. The wicked witches dead. Yep, yep. So that's what Yahuwah do to the people who practice sorcery. Mm -hmm. It's just a lesson. Yep. Just a short, just a small lesson for us to learn from. So. Yeah, man, that's, that is what it is. We said enough, just so much, the chapter was packed with so much uh, geography, um, logistical details about the specifics of how we came out of Egypt and how ultimately our enemy was destroyed. And we just saw a battle, a war, one host, one camp, and one army against another. And we know Yahuwah is undefeated. So, um, yeah, man, we appreciate you guys for reading with us, for walking with us. Be sure to interact with the uh, podcast and the interact with us in the Q&A and let us know what you think about the episode. If you have any experience with the war, the water, if you know, if you have any insight really into the place where they crossed in the Red Sea, if you studied that before, share that with us. Um, <clears throat> some details about Pharaoh, the Malacca, Yahuwah, Allahim, how he moved for us and things like that. It's so much to talk about. So if you guys familiar with any of it or not, uh, share with us what you think about what happened and um follow us on social media interact with us there the links will be below and uh, thank you for reading with us thank you for walking with us family so until the next chapter family shalom 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 have a great day